welcome back to like a couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of fairy season three episode we're at number six number six seven ten in written by duffy bordreau and directed by bill Hader. he's been killing it with the directing i gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10 Mainly for the directing, as I already stated, some of the the very out-of-the-box concepts, like shooting through a dealership, just things that feel very reminiscent of Rick and Morty, but a live-action version, and I like that. I also thought that the through-line of Mitch was the standout of this episode, <laughs> I don't know where this actor came from, but I need more of him in playing this exact role. <laughs> but seeing just how insidious uh, Fuchs is with his determination to destroy Barry, it's at a psychological level now that I think is going to pull them further into the hell they both deserve to be judged in but i do think one is gonna certainly is certainly going to have more of a lifeline out of the pit of hell than the other and that is because barry is on some level reconciling with the idea that remorse and forgiveness are things that that are going to fix what he wants, which causes him this depressive manner in his life. And I don't know, or polar opposite, he, he ends up doing something that is worthwhile with his skill set. Because that's the thing. There are many people who love to kill and then they go become cops. But you can't be... <laughs> If you like killing to the point where it's psychotic, well, then no, you're not going to pass that that test. I know it sounds crazy the way in which I just summed that up, but it's a certain truth to it. If you like authority, you're going to find a job in which you are going to be able to to have that agency of authority. I think with Barry, he strangely would be better off with the chechens uh and those type of smaller operations if he had a better handler that actually handled him on a personal level while also utilizing his skill set there would be something to be said for him or because i think it's way too late for the military even though the military let's be real ain't that picky i'm just you know calling it how i see it (laughs) about the fool uh well on how they would utilize someone that they could for certain purposes that they don't want to have on their books let's just say it like that before we jump into the recap of this episode wherever you're listening to this recap podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for barrier any other show that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com so let's jump into it 
We start with Fuchs, who shows Tracy's gang where Barry and Taylor were going, well, mostly Taylor. We're going to put his hot, hot tub. One guy's like, who could say no to having a hot tub up there? He tells him to call him when it's done, and he probably gets shot. I was so excited when it happened, but unfortunately, I knew. I knew because somewhere in the universe, (laughs) they want to keep this man alive. He is left for dead, though, as they head towards where they can locate Barry. This whole Fuchs mission for me feels beyond petty. It is significant only in the sense that Barry doesn't know until this very episode exactly what is coming his way but there is a disconnect between Fuchs's determined motivation to destroy him and Barry's betrayal to Fuchs I think moving on with your life oh your feelings got hurt and the fact that you want to be needed by him this is fully something I'm not like there's something here that they haven't given me yet. So I'm I'm just very much over <laughs> Fuchs running around being the devil handler that's mad at being dismissed. Albert knows damn well the Raven and Hank are too untrained to have carried out the hits, even though it's possible that Hank did in fact deliver the bomb to the Bolivians because the one detective that looks like she at least wants to learn comes in and says that we found one of uh one of the head Bolivians in the explosion big cat continues to be convinced that it's the raven but albert's like no way it's got to be someone who has uh the right skill set perpetrator has to be ex-military and immediately he hones in on the only viable suspect. My name is Barry. The clues are so evident. I don't know how anyone could possibly miss this. It's not even that Barry has been doing an outstanding job covering his tracks. He visits Albert, Chris's widow, Sharon, who has kept him very in close contact and even considers him a bit of a friend of the family. Yes. This is not okay. Albert can't believe the frozen icebox is actually into acting class. She suggests that they all meet up as he gets from her the information he needed, which is that Barry has been and remained in LA. Sally is venting her frustrations to barista rep Mitch, who is very much a wigger, which is something we say in Ohio it may be a different uh it may have a different incarnation other places but it means white person who acts black now some may also use it as a white person that pretends to act black but I've always used it in that context uh depending on the person (laughs) suppose what am I saying I use it in that context I switch with a meaning depending on the person and trust me there is a difference he said i used to work uh or be a baker at this churl shop it was cushy as fuck like i could have rode that shit forever but i knew i had to level up to beignets and the churl guys was like rein in your ambition mitch i was like 
nah. I didn't understand why there was such a long line and then I got it and then I got it and I immediately need this series to end with Mitch and Hank opening a beignet shop. I, I need it so bad. I love my Hank and Cristobal, but Mitch was bringing out a whole lot of points I could not ignore. Lindsay is dying for her breakfast and is ready to fight a bitch who tried to take it from her. I'm going to kick your ass. Then I'm going to reenact kicking your ass. I'm not messing around. I know that Bill Hader was on Saturday Night Live because he played one of my favorite characters, which is Stefan. And I do know that the woman they met with, she's on Saturday Night Live. Lindsay was on there as well, right? I feel like that I've seen her. I haven't. I'm not all the way into it. Uh, Once a lot of my core cast left i was no longer <laughs> intrigued sally thinks that they shouldn't give up on joplin and meeting with banshee about another project isn't of interest but Lindsay wants her to hear them out because creating your own streaming service is not feasible chick i mean it could be it could be but she does do something that's counterproductive to what mitch says because mitch says mitch said fuck Banshee and I agree I have to concur with that on the one hand yes you should certainly take a job but on the other hand you should go in with deciding to take from them and not give anything back which is why I well on the other hand I want her to be done with them like I wouldn't want to put any of my only personal project because I know this is not the platform for it And there isn't nothing to say you can't shop around your own show while also working on another one, girl. (laughs) Something you don't seem to think about too often is your bills. Sharon calls Barry and invites him to a vet's charity dinner get together. She wants it to be tonight. He is excited to have something to do and readily accepts and wants to bring something, even though she said don't. And then makes it weird by saying, I love you. Stop it. Get some help. I will say this entire episode, I was not suspect of Sharon. Not one bit. She was so bubbly and happy and we saw the sun. And I I really like the brilliance of we don't know who Fuchs got to. As much as I wanted Fuchs to die right there in the dirt where he belongs, he is saved from a stranger and taken to his home to get treatment for his wound. Today's your lucky day. He is once again offered shelter with a humble family, an attractive eligible daughter, and goats, just like the universe, or just kind of like the universe, is trying to tell you something. Hank depressed seeing his business destroyed. <laughs> what was she doing with that hat? Goes to talk to Mitch. Oh, what's the kidding? Mitch is focused on the critical aspects of Hank's tale, not about the police, not about his heroin business, not about any of that. This dude lied to you? Didn't tell you he was married or straight? He sounds like a catch, but those sound like red flags, bro. Now, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. 
Hank brushes over that because he really does need to come to terms with how he has been very readily betrayed, but he is so ride or die. All he can think about is getting the man that he loves back, but he's not addressing the elephant, the huge elephant in the room. I mean, not only has he taken down your business with his lies, he's gotten your friends killed. He's got your other friends kidnapped. What the fuck? And he says, look, I know you're going down there to rescue your man and you're going to set some boundaries about trust in the future. But, you know, dude, I know we just met, but you seem kind of rad and my shit's about to franchise. (laughs) So we should go into business together. (laughs) That shit's about to franchise had me, had me so freaking hard <laughs> i was laughing and watching this thing about eight times <laughs> much that's about the franchise i need to use that in a sentence somewhere i know i'm going to it is going to be put forth in the future hank said i need a few days to think about it because he's like uh are you hitting on me right now and i'm telling you about how i'm about to go rescue my (laughs) my lover it's like in a few days like wednesday he really is a therapist though because the next woman was so excited like i had that talk with my daughter and jane wakes to his agent sitting on his bed probably wondering when in the hell the universe turned on its head and made jane someone to be someone Because now a famous producer wants to stream a show about Gene teaching others like Barry to unlock their potential. You can't just break in my house when you want to. Agent's not concerned about that. He continues with the project saying it's called Masterclass and the opening offer is $400,000. Gene says he'll do it, but on one condition and that is Annie is involved He goes to her art class and offers her to take all of the profits because he really does want to make it up to her. He does. He's not really interested in the universe now, giving him this windfall. Sure. He'll take advantage of it. uh, But he doesn't, he's not jumping at the opportunity in the sense of this will do great for me. Oh, this is a way in which I can make up to Annie by extending this olive branch. Clearly they're going to be love interests, right? (laughs) As Fuchs is asking if water is called something other than water when you're 20 minutes from L.A., uh, he gets a call from Jim Moss, Janice's father. Hey, where the fuck you been at? There's no way you just been sitting at home. <laughs> And you don't look like you look like you trained your daughter to be a cop because you were once a cop or some other type of badass. Because he has that look and I'm still like it took me a while to wrap my head around the fact that there is actually family members of Janice out there because I was swearing we was never going to get it because it never it's a little late a little late but I'm going to take it. Fuchs demurs from meeting with the man but uh, he certainly looks like someone who is 
not going to take no for an answer. At least that's my impression from that scene. Barry, while clothing shopping, decides to send the longest text message ever while saying it loudly and telling the voice recorder exactly how he should put things in parentheses and which emojis to send. Everyone in the store is overhearing this. Someone eventually comes over and tells him he's too fucking loud. Sally reads the entire thing, even the misspellings to Lindsay, who tells her she dodged a bullet. They meet with the SNL lady and the faces became the scene, (laughs) which Lindsay gets, but Sally thinks she's on drugs. And I certainly think they're the ones on drugs. Now, as I was saying, uh, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Uh, If you do them, you're bad. Because drugs are bad, okay? It's a bad thing to do drugs, so don't be bad by doing drugs, okay? That'd be bad. I am referencing everyone at Banshee. However, Lindsay convinces her to take it as it preserves her relationship with Banshee, and it's a job. Fuchs and his savior have a conversation where somehow this man old enough to be said girl's father is okay to be boyfriend-girlfriend with his daughter. He tells him to abide by the signs God gives you, but because he's the devil, he only sees his omens as a news clipping of Barry is on the floor of the truck. So he still said truck and calls back Jim Moss to tell him that Barry killed his daughter. Well, clearly he didn't say it in this episode on the phone, but that's his intention. Nick and Jermaine are oblivious to the people in their home. He said, go on, do Jesse Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) while Tracy's gang see a note to visit Mitch for beignets I really really like how he used the soundproof room (laughs) and then you can see through it to the others because I don't think you can you see in the in the recording booth I'm not sure But the guy like picks up a sucker, looks at the receipt, comes out. He's like, what's Mitch for beignets (laughs) or Mitch beignets? Mitch tells Barry to tread lightly. People change because he once went to a reunion, a 20 year reunion with the guys he used to deal drugs with. And they weren't the same dudes. He's like, I don't think that's going to happen to me. He's like, you don't know. Tracy locates Barry at a light and so there's another guy. He's like taking a photo of him. Like, is this the guy? I think it's the guy. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's the guy. What should we do? Shoot him. And a chase in shoot ensues. That one biker being railed by the truck. Woo! You know he did. That was savage because you should definitely look both ways before you turn a corner. The other dude who shot point blank at Barry. How the fuck did he not die? That was my only issue with the shot because the glass window says the bullet should have been right in his chest plate. <laughs> and then, but I didn't even care because then the shot of Barry hitting him and him go, coming through the windshield was great. With the black mailman like, this is LA. If you expect me to be phased by this shit, I'm not. Barry takes the man's bike and continues on his way to Sharon's. A few more of Tracy's men follow and a motorbike is not meant to be on the highway. And I'm glad that they showed that shit because they be on the highway all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck? You are a nuisance. Get the fuck out of the way. 
but not often do we get this kind of chase footage in movies to show how horrible it is to have that little sound coming from a mile away it's just like one of the worst fucking constructions of mankind i hate if you can't tell motorbikes and uh the handoff ended in disaster for the one dude (laughs) do you know how many people died with them trying to catch one nigga jesus all of the murder and this is almost like uh it's not barry's fault but you know how casualty follow him casualties follow him it's the same thing with uh kyle and his mom you know they're trying to seek vengeance and kyle ends up being shot tracy's gang tries to seek vengeance and not really needed to seek vengeance for for him but still uh his involvement with taylor and his involvement with fuchs um that precipitated this absolute nutter bloodshed bloodbath that is left in the wake tracy follows barry to a dealership when his motorbike crashes where no one is alarmed at the gunfire because once again it's la he said i'm having an affair <laughs> i shouldn't be telling you this <laughs> i'm guessing he's the owner of the dealership tracy rides her bike atop said dealership while barry runs inside and that owner said not today satan not today and now let me get in my truck because all them bitches are catching i never would have thought of this but tracy starts firing through the building through the ceiling causing even more damage and lives or at least some people got injured and homeboy came out with a shotgun and kills her. the price is wrong bitch <laughs> everybody's all outside like oh my god that was cool (laughs) one person's like you ready to go back inside (laughs) like this is an everyday occurrence barry continues on singing as if this is just a minor nuisance even says like jesus christ like why at sharon she greets him happily and offers him the food he brought and that should have been a dead giveaway for all of us as he puts the pieces together of where tracy came from and then he realizes that ken goulet has already been off just as he realizes something's off in his mouth as he swallows because he had already uh (laughs) taken a pretty firm bite there i would have spit it out but sure Fuchs's card is on the table. Uh, Sharon is standing right there, looking very deadly. And he casually asks, What did you put in the sauce? She tells him to die before he begins foaming at the mouth and collapses. And the episode just ends. No! No! Fucking no! And furthermore, why? I do not think it is okay to keep any episodes like this. This is, uh, feels. Feels not great. Uh, the good thing is, I'm probably going to watch the next one in the next uh, day or so. And thus, I should be finished with uh, the third season by the new year. And we will... Uh, I'm really curious on how this is going to to wrap up. Because I have no idea. But I now know that Janet's father being involved means shit's about to come to a head. And I would really hate 
for Janice's father to also die. So please not make that the case. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't kill the only other black man. I'll be looking at Jermaine all the time, like protect him, protect him at all costs. <laughs> but seriously, what are you about to do going down to fucking, uh, Bolivia? Where did Batir go? I thought Batir and Hank were going to link up. He's just going to go down to fucking Bolivia to try to rescue all by himself. He is so, he is too good to this, for this world. But I suppose if you want to confront your man about their shit, you definitely want to do it to their face because you want to hear what they have to say. And that is going to conclude our podcast this week. So if you want to send feedback, like a couch at gmail.com, or you can just drop a comment below. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>